0: Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 19th, episode 2664, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, horse people. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me.
0: I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek.
2: You look especially radiant today, your grace.
0: I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it, people like me.
2: Happy Monday!
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Monday morning. I have good news for all you Downton Abbey fans. Movie number two is coming out at Christmas this year. They just announced that. So y'all can be happy that you're going to get another fix at the end of the year of Downton Abbey. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Jennifer's very excited about it. And I know a lot of uh, our listeners watch that religiously. So there you go. There's your happy news for Monday. Show's over. Thanks for joining us. That's all you Um, need to know. No, you failed
2: to mention that there was another new movie that came out and um, in our house we celebrated it and it was uh, the Spongebob movie, Sponge on the Run. It was amazing. (laughs) Oh my God, it was so good.
0: I listened to a review. You talked on Wednesday last week in the post show about that. What is it? Thunder, Thunder, Thunder Hooves, Thunder. Uh, It was a Netflix show with Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Thunder, (laughs) I can't remember. I heard a review.
2: you know, when I talked about how funny that movie was. It was I'd only seen the first half. So carry on with your review and well, then I'll give you the review. I,
0: I would love have. to play in the post show a, a, a show I listen to that has a very funny movie reviewer that just ripped it to shreds. <laughs>
2: Dude, it got worse. It got <laughs> way worse. Like the first half I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, it's so good. Like Ms McCarthy, like, she's so good, everybody's so good. Then the then the then it went downhill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's it called? Thunder something. I can't remember.
2: I can't even remember.
0: <laughs> Don't watch the Melissa McCarthy movie. You know, he went on to say that, uh, and I know this. We, we're supposed to be talking about horses. We will in a second. But he went on to say, it was so Thunder funny. Force. He, he went on to say, Thunder Force, he went on to say that every movie, and this is true, that she's done with her husband as the director has been awful. She needs okay, to get away from I, him.
2: I, I kind of wanted to say that like, like uh, Octavia Spencer was great, Melissa McCarthy was great, but like it just seemed like it wasn't put together very well.
0: Well. and it- like,
2: but and he, and it was like dead spots in it. It was weird, and I I was like, oh yeah, her husband directed it. Bless his heart. Like I think he might need to new job. <laughs> he might need to it, like he was so funny in Bridesmaids because he was a guy on the play. Like it was it, he's very funny.
0: Well, that was one I of her just, best movies too, but he didn't yeah, direct I, that I, or write it. <laughs>
2: nope. I just think he might need to bless his heart. Okay, I'm gonna get Melissa McCarthy if you're listening. I love your husband, Octavia Spencer. You did a fantastic job with what you were had. But, um, <clears throat> yeah.
0: Maybe not a strong point that. of his. <laughs> hey, today we have President of the United States Venting Association and our friend Max Cochran joining us to give a preview of this week's, the end of this week's Land Rover Kentucky three day event, which you'll all be watching at home on TV, plus the 40th anniversary of the Central Kentucky Riding for Hope. Uh, that's a great program right there at the Kentucky Horse Park. Uh, we have Executive Director Pat Klein on. She's going to tell us about a unique program they have called the Stables and some of your equestrian first world problems all coming up on today's show and we're going to get started with the daily winnie Well, uh, happy birthday to one auditor and only one, Rebecca Brasher. Happy birthday to you. And we want to thank Jen for raising her pledge last week. And also, we can't say any more about this, but she'll know. Congrats to Adrian! Congratulations, girl. Uh, And I know you know, but we're we're not allowed to say because she hasn't made it public yet. So, congratulations.
2: I got uh subscribed to Horse Illustrated because they wrote a nice little piece about me getting that whole trainer of the year thing. And so I got the new magazine, but I didn't get the uh, the issue that I was in. So I got the May issue and uh there's an article called 12 Trailblazing Women. And it's okay, so LA uh, Sokolowski wrote it, and I'm like, oh, let me meet the trailblazing women. And so I'm reading it, and the first one, Stacey Westfall. Yeah, of Temple Grandin, Ann Krasinski, Lynn Palm, Linda Tellington Jones, and Debbie Laux. Wow! Yay, Debbie! Congratulations being named one of the twelve trailblazing women. Of and course, some you can really
0: use- good company there too.
2: Right? I was like, I mean, these are like the top of the top. I'm like, you're in with like a multi chip Olympian, you know, like it's amazing. So Debbie got, um, named for being the CEO of Monty and Pat Roberts incorporated and talking about the, um, programs that they're doing there and all of the, uh, internet at uh, the, the online university and the Mustang and Transition program, so it was pretty cool. So I was really excited to see her on there. Of course, you can hear her on Horsemanship Radio right here on the Horse Radio Network,
0: and you can hear Stacy Westfall from the Dressage Radio Show once a month. So that's
2: that's true. There's all sorts of people. Gene Abernathy was one of them. Laura oh, yeah. was, was Jean still? in
0: that list, really?
2: Yes. Of course, cool? Fergus
0: Fame. Jean's a friend of ours and uh, did some drawings for me here. I got Fergus right in front of me over here. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. We'll have to get uh, we'll have to get Debbie on sometime. <laughs> we
2: we'll get Debbie and Jean together. We'll have a trailblazing women yeah. hour. <laughs>
0: So, uh, I we've had a situation here I haven't talked about in, in the house uh, for the last five days. We've talked about my dog, uh, who's, by the way, getting better at walking every day and might actually be able to go to her new home in a couple of weeks here. But uh, we haven't talked about Jennifer's horse. Nigel uh, came down with a fever about five days ago, and it was pretty high there for a couple days, had the vet out, took blood work, and also gave antibiotics. Uh, they do that in a shot now, which is kind of convenient, huh? It's four days, yes, it's four day nice. shot, which is kind of nice. Um, well, it didn't it helped a little, but still running 102 to 103 fever for the last several days and lethargic. But weird that there's there was really no other symptoms other than lethargic, a little bit off his feet, just not feeling right. You know, just not doing right, mm-hmm. as Wendy would say. Um so, it's, you know, obviously a little worrying because it's days, you know, f- with a fever. And uh, so she had the vet out. The vet came out back out again this morning, first thing. Did a whole bunch more blood work, apparently, and is going to do a bunch of different tests because the blood work really didn't show much. He was a little anemic, but not even much anemic. Um, but it didn't show much. So apparently they're going to test for a bunch of other things, including Lyme disease now. Apparently, we have a different form of Lyme disease in Florida, not, not like the northeastern mm. Lyme disease. We have a different... Branch of the Lyme disease. Yeah, it's a a different branch of Lyme disease. But uh, she also gave him different antibiotics in case, you know, she gave him the antibiotics that would treat Lyme disease in case it was that. So, um, so that's what we've been dealing with here. Uh, And it was so, you know, it was, it was sad. I felt bad for Jennifer because she was just getting over. Her leg was finally getting to the point after having her bike accident I told you all about, uh, where she hurt her knee really bad and couldn't walk for a couple, uh, week or two, was finally getting to the knee to a point where she rode him once and then he got sick. <laughs>
2: So let me get this straight. Your dog had a massive injury. <clears throat> well, first, your wife had a massive injury. Then, yes. your dog had a massive injury. Yes. And now, your horse is sick. Yes. And so, pretty much the next question is where's the GoFundMe
0: link to pay for all of this? <laughs> no, the funny part about all of that is, I'm the healthy one. <laughs> Which
2: I know. When's the last
0: time I could say that?
2: (laughs) You're the usually the the hot mess,
0: so (laughs) I'm always the sick one. I'm never the healthy one. So yeah, I'm feeling good about myself here in the last week. Uh yeah, so we'll keep you up to date on what's going on there. Um but it's been You just paid (laughs) down the
1: credit card bill, Glenn.
0: I did, actually. I did just
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did. That's a kiss of death right there. you got (laughs) to leave a balance on the thing, man, because otherwise they're like, oh, really? It's paid off? (laughs) Let me see what I can do.
0: There goes that. So, yeah, vet bills over the last uh, couple of weeks are going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, So there we go. I posted.
2: (laughs) You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a man who hasn't gotten the bill yet. (laughs) Oh, no, we
0: haven't. No, we haven't gotten the bill. We we only got the dog's bill. We haven't gotten the horse's bill yet. So that should be fun. Yeah. So the, oh, and by the way, now this is intravenous IVs, which Jennifer's not comfortable with. She can do shots of any kind, but she's really not comfortable with the intravenous thing. So now the vet's coming out every morning. So there's Oh, the, that's so oh, fun. Isn't that fun? That, I don't know what got me thinking about this this morning, but do you, did you board your horse when you were a kid? I did. In Atlanta, or around Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. Yes. So do you remember what your board rates were?
2: I do. What was it? Because it was a very high point of contention for my father. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, this is a minute ago. Okay. So I and and in. Basically, downtown Atlanta in Decatur, Georgia. We just talked about it on Friday, Little Creek Farm. And um, it was $250 a month. I mean, and that was like...
0: That's probably high for them, actually.
2: It was it was not the cheapest place, but also it was like the only place my mom could drop me off on, you know, Saturday morning and pick me up Tuesday. So And it was <laughs> and right was out close. of
0: Atlanta, real close to Atlanta? In
2: Decatur, Georgia, yeah. yeah. And inside the perimeter of Atlanta, it's still there. And uh, yeah, so that was... That was where it is. I can't even imagine what the board is now at that place.
0: Well, that I, I was got curious about that because we used to charge when we had our boarding stable again. This is a long time ago. Um, we used to charge, well, 25 years probably. We used to charge around 250 a month, but we live in central Pennsylvania where there were a million farms. So it wasn't like there was a lack of places to board your horse. There were a lot of places to board your horse. <laughs> but I got to thinking, I wonder how much it is now. So I posted on the auditor room, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get an average here. Uh, I post on the auto room, what are you paying for board? And I got about a million responses already. And I am shocked at some of these. And then I got to wonder how some of these people afford it. The highest one I've seen so far was in California for $1,100 a month for one horse. Mm-hmm yeah um and I'm, I'm the southern california i'm just but that's again lack of places to board um plus who knows what kind of place it is but then the lowest was a hundred dollars a month but that was at their fa- family's farm so <laughs> i don't even think that counts we have to take that out
2: yeah but i was looking around when i first moved here because i didn't know what my kind of business model was going to be and i looked around at what it cost to board a horse in oklahoma you know at like a nice place not yeah because like there's a lot like of farms prepared. in oklahoma There are, and uh, it was like six to seven hundred dollars a month. Really? Yeah, it's but those are like the English equestrian covered arena, you know, kind of kind of places, not the backyard. Bubba's got a you know
0: a field, (laughs) barbed wire
2: fence around (laughs) this field, you know. So it it was pretty expensive, and uh, I realized I.
0: Didn't want to board anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the average, if I'm just looking down the list and there's been a lot of answers, I think the average is probably in the five to $600 range. Because um, a lot of people are still paying $200. And I'm assuming that they're very rural in most of those cases. And some of those are self-care, too. Uh, so I guess that depends, too, of when you're taking a look at it, are you self-care or not? But I, this has had to go up a lot since... That 25 years ago, we just talked about, but I, I'll put that together for Wednesday and see if I can come up with some statistics here up on of this list. Cause we'll I have to find hundreds out of how answers. much Little
2: Creek Farm is.
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting to see just how much that place went up. Cause God, there, there has to be less and less boarding places around Atlanta now as development has taken over most of them. Uh, that's happening here in Ocala too. It's being developed like crazy warehouse after warehouse after warehouse and. Just farms mm-hmm. disappearing. It's just, it's that's what's happening right now. Yeah. Stop hey. it, people. Yeah. No more Stop. of that. We used to have a saying as we drove around Lancaster County, Pennsylvania 30 years ago when they were developing those, is uh, nope, another cornfield shot to hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was happening back then. It's not like it's something new. Hey, I have a question fact of the day. While you're looking up the board rate for there, we'll find out what that is in a second. But yeah! hey. And now it's time for today's equestrian Who Knew? Fact of the Day. So, I got to taking a look at because I have racing on the mind. We have Kentucky Derby two weeks away, and we're going to start to talk about that coming next week. Uh, But uh, the highest race speed recorded over two furlongs was 43.97, or basically 44 miles per hour, and it was achieved by a horse by the name of Winning Brew. And What's crazy about that, it was at Penn National Racecourse, which is a little pedunk racecourse that we used to go to up where we lived in central Pennsylvania near Hershey, Pennsylvania. And Winning Brew covered a quarter mile in 20.57 seconds. She was two-year-old Philly thoroughbred and holds the Guinness World Book of Records for the fastest horse. Um, for comparison, just to get an idea, so that was 44 miles per hour. The Kentucky Derby winner typically runs at 37. Secretariat ran at 38 miles per hour. So I got curious and went, I wonder whatever happened to old or young winning brew that had the fastest time as in the Guinness World Book of Records? Well, winning brew, didn't. I couldn't find a lot. Uh, not surprisingly, uh, had nine starts, two firsts, one third for a total earnings of $36,000. So, Winning Brew may hold the record, but I think that's the only thing that we know about <laughs> Winning Brew thing. at this point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened to Winning Brew. I couldn't figure that, couldn't find out what happened to Winning Brew. So, there you go. That's my a question fact of the day. So, what did you find out? Did you, were there any rates on the website?
2: Well, I I went to Little Creek Farm, and it's now a conservancy. And uh, I typed in Little Creek Farm board, and it got all the board members. So I've texted uh, the girl we had on the show on Friday. I'm like, hey, what's the board? But I know she's working, so we'll have to come.
0: We'll have to read Stay tuned for later in the show. We might have an answer. (laughs) It's (laughs) (laughs) $9,000. All right. Let's talk about Kevin Equine and go to our first guest.
2: All right. Well, a fallen section of fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. Aside from a headache and a repair bill, it might also allow your horses out and other creatures in. A fence is not unlike the intestinal barrier in this way. It needs to be strong and functional to keep the good bugs in and the bad bugs out. But what happens when you have a down section of fence or loose and tight junctions in the gut lining? Holes or leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier, known as leaky gut syndrome, can result in various health and welfare problems. And it's not a small problem. Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses, but there's something you can do about it. Good nutrition and attention to gut health can help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nutrient absorption, and a positive attitude. For optimal health, ensure your feed includes Clostat, Beautiprol ZEQ, and Chemtrace Chromium from Kemen Equine. Learn more at kemen.com slash leaky gut. That's K-E-M-I-N.com slash leaky gut.
0: Our first guest today is Pat Klein. She's the Executive Director of Central Kentucky Riding for Hope. And I remember I was out, God, this is a while ago now, I was out there for the groundbreaking and for the opening of your brand new facility there at the Kentucky Horse Park.
3: Yes, Um, yes. Well, we've been at the horse park for uh, obviously 40 years right now, but we moved into our new facility in 2009. So that would have been Probably if you were here for the groundbreaking ceremony, that would have been 2009.
0: Yeah, wow. (laughs) It's been a while. So congratulations on 40 years providing equine assistance services. And that is amazing. And considering you started out in a tobacco shed, not too shabby.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We did. We did. Um, You know... um, We'll walk into work every day and take a look at our new facility I still call it new but our newer facility and remember the days when my office was actually a stall <laughs> so, um, you know it's, it's great that um, you know the writing program has continued to grow and you know achieve different milestones along the way but yeah 40 years old is a big anniversary for us
0: it certainly and is we, I don't too, know and if, we feel
3: like really celebrating it I don't know
0: <laughs> of too many other therapeutic writing programs that are that old you have to be one of the oldest in the country.
3: Yes, we are. Um, I think there are a couple that are right up there with us in other parts of the country, but we're definitely one of the oldest and, you know, um, and have just, you know, continued to evolve and grow.
0: Now, for those that say, well, I don't know where this is at the horse park, and I've been to the horse park, if you go past the road that goes behind the the new indoor stadium, the All Tech Arena, and keep going on that road, you're going to end basically at the Central Kentucky Riding for Hope which is kinda of along the highway yes. there. Yeah.
3: Yes, it's it's not um it's not foot it's not foot traffic friendly. You know, if you park in the horse park parking lot, it's a long walk to get back to us. But you know, you can drive directly here to our facility and park right outside. Uh, it just looks as you know, it just looks like you're headed off into no man's land for a while until you round the corner. That's right. But yes, we're right past the All Tech Arena.
0: So now you have a bunch of different programs and we don't even have time to go through all of them today because you do, you do, <laughs> you do the veterans, you know, you do a whole bunch of different therapeutic riding, of course, and, and uh, all the different programs that you do. Uh, but you have one I wanted to focus on because we've been talking about this a lot on the horse radio network. And that is how to get more people, how to get more kids, uh, that, aren't normally exposed to horses, exposed to horses so we can keep bringing young people into the horse world. And you have an interesting program that not only does that, but also, well, you tell us about it. It's called The Stables.
3: Yes. um, The Stables um, is from students from 8th to 12th grade, and they attend school at CKRH, Central Kentucky Riding for Hope, each day, and participate in an equine learning component it utilizes hands-on experiences to reinforce the core academic standards needed for graduation. So this so is a class that
0: they're taking. It's part of the high school curriculum. Cur- I can't say that word. Um, curriculum. Yeah, thank you. Right. It's one of the classes.
3: Well, it it's it It's a school. And so they come here. We have three classrooms on site if you don't count the barn, if you count the barn, we have four. But um, three classrooms on site, and we have teachers from uh, Fayette County, which is our local school district, uh, that come out here and teach the core academics. So they are learning their, um, you know, um, mathematics, science, language arts. You know, all of those things are being taught by teachers in our building from Fayette County Schools. And then part of their day is going. Um, going with one of our teachers uh, into the barn for equine coursework. And that coursework that we teach in the barn is a, is a kind of a blended curriculum that we've come up with. It reinforces uh, life skill components needed for future success by using standard equine education content facilitated by Content from industry recognized organizations such as the United States Pony Club and 4-H and you know various and sundry ways that we've managed to put together a curriculum. Uh, our students at this school are all here because they have not been successful in their homeschool situation. Ah, okay. and some sometimes um, sometimes that looks like um, anxieties. Sometimes it just looks like um, a person needs more one-on-one, smaller classroom. Um, And sometimes, you know, it just is uh, behavioral um, issues that, you know, we can address much easier with the help of the equines in our program and, and and the space that it provides for the students as well.
0: Well, that's really cool. And how is it, how has it worked out? Uh, have you been doing it long enough to see? Are, are they doing better in your program than they were doing at school?
3: Uh, for the most part, I think that would be very true. Um, you know, they are doing better. They are, you know, of course, keeping up their grades um, and doing the curriculum that is part of their day-to-day schoolwork. Um, and for us, you know, we're trying to teach them um, as much equine skill-based learning as we can that also will affect, you know, uh, how they handle their, their, you know, their life balances and, you know, what, what that looks like, you know, with the help of the horses in there. And so they learn a lot, not only just academic kind of work, but, you know, um, just to facilitate the the skills that they need to be successful in life.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's basically therapy, right? I mean, it, it's, it's what yeah. it is. It's therapy <laughs> for those kids too, being just being there around the horses. Um,
3: sure, and you know, it's a good, safe environment. People, I think, I think there's a lot of children that can come here, and they just their behavior just kind of goes down a notch or two because they're all of a sudden in a place where they can get up, they can move around. You know, they can, you know, really work and be engaged and be part of, you know, what's going on in our center every day. So it gives them a focus um, outside of just academic work. And I believe in a lot of cases it does really help um, keep them focused on, you know, everything else that they need to pay attention to. So we have been doing it, I want to say, seven years. Um, we've had the school um, and, you know, we've we've learned a lot from when we started it to where we are right now. But we have um, um, probably about, I'm going to say the average, you know, this is COVID time. So some children have the ability to still carry on virtually from home. But without COVID in the picture, there are 60 children that attend school here all day, every day for the school year.
0: That's a lot of work and, for and you guys, isn't most-
3: it? Well, you know, we have support from our partnering agency, Fayette County. They provide the teachers that teach the Ah, academics. Those are actually certified teachers in our school system. They just report to work in our building like they'd report to work in a school. And so they are teaching the academic portion of the day, and we are teaching the equine-related skills and life skills associated with the barn. I don't
0: know of any other programs like this, Uh, but there should be.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, um, I think there are a couple of uh, therapeutic riding centers that have reached out, but I don't know if they really are working in a collaboration with their school system. I know of a couple that have, you know, uh, a tuition school on property, um, but we, of course, don't have that. You know, um, our, ours is just part of the local school system. We collaborate with them.
0: Huh. This is incredible. So, I think this is so, something that uh, you know. It is hard to get school systems to look at do to doing anything because they have their hands full just doing what they're already doing, right? Especially now. Sure. You know, sure. With, with, you know, just getting through the COVID thing, and once we're to the other side of that. But and it also takes a huge commitment and space for for it to be done by the therapeutic riding center, which are usually a barn and some horses, right? They don't usually have the space like sure. you guys do there.
3: Yes, and so in our building, when we built it, we were just kind of going off a dream, I guess is the best way to tell you. And so we built a building with three really good sized classrooms in it and really didn't have a clue, uh, you know, how we were going to make this happen. But we, we got the classrooms and everything else after that just kind of fell into place with our school system. We started off doing um, being part of their special ed department, working with their Vogue Rehab. So, you know, the Rehab teachers would bring children out to do chores in the barn, you know, one or two children at a time. And through that um, affiliation and through, you know, getting to know the people, we, um, you know, we found it not too hard to, you know, transition this into um, um, a full-fledged school program, so it is very um, energizing because you know you have uh, you have sixty children going to school in your therapeutic riding center every day, and um, uh, it adds a certain life to the building and and to the barn. <laughs>
0: That's really cool. That's amazing. I think this is such a great program. How many horses do you guys have there?
3: Uh, we have approximately 27, 27 horses um, that we keep. You know, they are all different. All different kinds. Uh, The last I looked, we had about ten different kinds of breeds. We have uh, several thoroughbreds on property. We have uh, several Norwegian fjords. So we have a couple of three or four minis. So you know we have a wide variety of horses in our in our mix because we serve so many different kinds of individuals and everybody needs a little something different. So when you have all those different breeds, you know, here, you can pretty well fulfill the needs of about any kind of participant that, that, you know, is looking for service
0: here. How about for example, you know, Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
3: I was going to say, for example, you know, our our thoroughbreds um, are really very instrumental in our stables program and you wouldn't really, our stable students do not ride when they are at school during the day so riding is not a part of their day. Equine care, time in the barn, all of that is part of their day. So um, now, if if a child in our school is showing a really big interest, then there's always the possibility that they could just come and sign up with our program to ride on an after-school kind of timetable but for the most part they don't ride with us during the day but they work a lot um, and getting back to the thoroughbreds you know they they are so in the moment you know um, and reactive that that's really um, makes it much easier to kind of get a home get home a point with some of our children you know if your horse is backing up from you and you come charging up to it and it and it goes back you know What is it that you're doing wrong? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And maybe you're scaring your horse and you need to learn to speak softly and be less aggressive with your person and maintain some personal space and, you know, trying to do those things. And of course, that just translates over into the real world. You know, maybe the reason your horse doesn't like you is the same reason why you don't have any friends. And why don't we try to fix this with your horse and see what happens? And then, you know, you can draw, you can take those skills and transition them into your peer group. So, you know, we do a lot of things like that. And it's amazing how, how the reactiveness of a thoroughbred really comes into play.
0: That is amazing. That's great. And uh, you do military workshops, too. Um, so have those have those grown? Have you been doing more of that? Uh,
3: we have had a pretty good over the last year. We have done um, a pretty good program with our National Guard, um, who is, you know, the, the main group that we're involved in. Um, We did maintain a strong presence throughout the year in that partnership. We provide equine components for their resiliency workshops. So if the National Guard has a group of people that they've identified um, that could benefit from these workshops, they'll come in and be here several days at a time doing workshops. And then our program comes in and provides the Equine component to kind of back up the skills that they're learning. So yes, we've done we've partnered with local veterans organizations as well, um, and we try to, um, you know, have it complement whatever programs they're they're working on um, within the context of the the National Guard or whatever kind of military program we have here. So, um, you know that that has continued to thrive, uh, especially more here lately, our conference room is large enough that, you know, we were able to maybe put 30 or 40 people in it, but still maintain um, the social distancing that's needed. So we were, we were fortunate to have that facility that, you know, we could still carry on with some of those. And um, like I said, the national guard sort of identifies the people that come with that. Some, um, some people are identified as, you know, immediate suicide risk, others, you know, are substance abuse and, Sometimes a little bit of both um, in there, but they identify and then they they teach, you know, more or less resiliency workshops, um, you know, to try to get people to learn to make choices and recognize triggers and, you know, just have more awareness of what they could do, you know, in themselves to help things along.
0: Very good. Well, I think this. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. I thought it was amazing all those years ago when I used to visit out there. But I, th- I still think it's amazing <laughs> that you're still there, Pat, too. Also, well, um, we're, still,
3: we're still here and, uh, <laughs> and and moving along. So we are very excited, you know, to have have this 40th anniversary. It gives us a good a good cause to celebrate after too many hours, you know. Um, in quarantine so it's it's been a joyous uh, occasion for us
0: central kentucky riding for hope what's the website
3: www.ckrh.org
0: very good pat thanks for joining us we appreciate it take care and congratulations
3: well thank you very much for talking with us and i appreciate the support
0: well there you go uh, did you ever visit out there when you were there
2: I never got to make it out there. I did um, volunteering uh, in the big barn with the Mustang program with the inner city right,
0: youth. Yep. So. And, and which what's the uh, thoroughbred training center? There's the secretariat center. Yes, and you pass the Secretariat Center when you're on your way out to Central Kentucky Riding for Hope, and she's right. You seem like you're going into the middle of nowhere because <laughs> that, that place park is so is big.
2: Just so big, it's just so big. I remember parking at the Makeover. We had to park our trailers nine miles away, and it was still within the park.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Like, well, I that's need cool. To run and
2: get my vest. Oh man, <laughs> that's cool work they're doing there.
0: That's cool work they're doing there. And yeah, you know, there's... you know, from that. We have to go to the good work we do here.
2: I know, it's true.
0: We it's help true. people, and we help them by identifying and allowing them to vent with this. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world
2: problems. This ought to be good. These are, I mean, it is a service we're providing to our listeners. They get to vent what what is actually plaguing them in life, on Sundays I go into the Auditor Facebook page and I say, hey guys, what's your first world problem? And I post some ridiculous meme. Um, and then they respond with what is their tales of woe. And uh, I can never get to all of them because there's so many problems. But if you want to become an Auditor and be a part of this, how do you do it?
0: Just go to network.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page, to the Auditor banner, and for as little as $3 a month, you too can join the group and also help support the hosts and the Horse Radio Network.
2: All right. Well, we're going to start with Melissa because uh, she says, I had the best lesson with, like, all my friends today, but now I'm too tired to do my dishes. (laughs) And somebody said, throw them away and start over. And she's like, but then I'd have to take out the trash, and I'm too tired for that too. (laughs) We even have men that have problems, Glenn. Andrew really? says, I, yes, men have problems. <clears throat> she said, he said, I just found awesome homes for two of my five horses. And my wife just told me that now we have space. If I wanted to take on a project horse. Now, I don't know about you guys, but to me, that sounds like I just got permission to go horse shopping, but I don't need any more horses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you found homes for him, but green light, dude, <laughs> green light, um, Colleen says, I went out to groom my horse because it was like already raining and I couldn't ride, but he was already clean. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with my babies. I'm like, okay, Stanley, we're gonna do detangle your mane again today, you know. <laughs> uh, Holly says, My hay guy has a surplus of hay and he wants me to buy more before the new hay season comes, but I don't need that much hay, so the only answer to this problem is I need to get more horses.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that'll solve it. Because that's the only expense you have with a horse. There's no vet bills of your vet coming out every day to give IVs.
2: Don't rain on her problems. (laughs) These are real problems, Glenn. And she needs more horses to eat up all that hay she has to buy. (laughs) Jessica says, now that I'm leasing horses, there are too many nice ponies from uh, my barn to pick from. (laughs) What is it? Like, how does that work? Do you just walk in the barn and go, you know what? I'm going to ride Deadly today or something? Like, how does that work? I want to know. Abby says, Dear Abby, who's living in the house with me, she has a real problem. My friend is letting me use her Tad Coffin saddle indefinitely, but it's not a monoflap. <laughs> she actually said that to me yesterday, and I was like, "Girl, you know where you need to take that." I <laughs> over to the Facebook page. I assume you're
0: the friend, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. The oh, you're not the friend. Cup, she's got friends in high places here in Oklahoma. Wow. I'm just—I mean, I'm slumming it. She's yeah. slumming it with me.
0: She got one of those uh, saddles. She does have a uh, place. Friends in high places.
2: Right? And I'm like, uh, guess he's going to use that? Uh, I don't mind if it's not monoflap. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm the one who ha- owns the girths that fit non-monoflaps, Abigail. This thing is fine. <laughs> um, I had a problem, too. So once she posted, I had to commiserate with her. And, um, my problem is I have so many horses in training and I'm so super busy. Like morning to night, I don't know, have time for Peter Parker. That's my little new racehorse. So I decided I'm carving out some time today. And after the show, I'm putting Parker in the trailer and we're going over to the local trails and he's going to learn to at four years old, be a racehorse who, um, hits the trails. So we'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> uh, Courtney says, my trainer is moving to Ocala. So now I have somewhere to stay in the winter. But now I have to figure out how to not quit my job and winter in Ocala.
0: <laughs> yes, I guess she's not working from home. That would be my I mean, guess.
2: I feel like the whole fabric of society has changed, Courtney. And remote working is like a thing now. So I'll be that's what you have to do. Kaylee says COVID is screwing with the monthly tack auction here. So I might not be able to dump all of my tack up there on Saturday, which means I can't buy more tack, which means I'd rather chew my arm off and sell anything on Facebook. <laughs> uh, Adrian says, I was so excited about my boyfriend asking me to marry him after nine years together. Oops. were not we not supposed to say anything? Well, yeah. she um, After nine years together that I forgot to change into a sports bra before I went and rode a horse in front of clients. Not only is that embarrassing because like, you know, girls gonna bounce. uh, There's also like the discomfort level of that. I I I've I've just.
0: I have no comment it. on this one.
2: <laughs> you are not allowed to comment on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie says I have a horse on trial, and the plan was the vet would come on Tuesday to do her PPE, and the farrier was supposed to come on Wednesday, which would work out great if we decided to take pictures of her front feet for the pre-purchase, which means they pull the shoes and they have to put it back on. But now the farrier changed it and it's coming Monday. <laughs> Too many, uh, man. Can I just can I vent about farriers for a second?
0: Oh no. You had a good I, farrier.
2: I love her. I love her so much. And her name is Mackenzie, too. And uh, she's so fantastic. And, like, it was it was uh, our anniversary. And Chad's like, what do you want? I'm like, I want a big-ass fan so I can put it in front of Mackenzie when she's shooing my horses. <laughs> and then, like, in the winter, he's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I want a giant torpedo heater he so I can put it in front of Mackenzie when it's cold. <laughs> and am like, I have designed my entire barn out of making this farrier happy glenn <laughs> and what does she do
0: oh she moves. she gets
2: engaged and she's moving to canada in the fall
0: well that's going to be a long drive to do your horses
2: i told her i was like what's it going to look like for the trip charge to come every six weeks, and by <laughs> the way, I use—that's uh, a problem. It's like she's so great because, like, I'll get these new race horses, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, I have one that needs a trim. Please come." Yeah, they're not all farriers that are real
0: keen on that. So no, come yeah. pull some
2: race plates and trim a horse. No, yeah, they don't yeah. like doing that. But she does it for me, and I told her you can't do this without you. She couldn't you, find either.
0: a boy in Oklahoma.
2: He is from Oklahoma, but oh. she's from Canada, and she's uh, taking him too. And he's the other good farrier in the area. Ah. <laughs>
0: Does this have any reflection on you? Maybe she's trying to get away from her clients.
2: I asked that. And just, what else did I have to do? Like, I, I actually, for Christmas, she got me a, one of the Keurig coffee makers. So now when she comes to my house, I make her, from the barn, a <laughs> cup of coffee. Like, what else do I have to do?
0: Yeah, what there? else does this woman want? I know. She's going to start you. over, but she is going to Canada where they're, they're all nice. So you you were the one nice client she had in Oklahoma. Now she's going to Canada where all her clients will be nice. You
2: go- pound steel in negative 20 Mackenzie and see how much you'd like that and when you come back we'll see if I'll even take you
1: okay well, I'll take you back in five seconds please don't leave me
2: uh, we're going to go to Danny's problem she says I'm leasing a fantastic mare who's absolutely so much fun and the smart financial thing to do while I wait for my baby horse to grow up uh, but now I found a beautiful four-year-old Westphalian that I have to have is three horses too many when you don't have your own property go back and consult how much she pays for board on that post Yeah have to
0: look that up which who was it what's first name
2: her name is danny and i need you to put together some financials for her thank you (laughs) i'm gonna see here
0: that's gonna cost her
2: (laughs) Lindsay says our new car was totaled oh that sucks but now we can't decide which tow vehicle to buy with the insurance money (laughs) Making lemonade out of lemons we gonna get a new truck let's see um good
0: luck with that did you hear about the scarcity in trucks right now I went to the dealership and they had plenty,
2: but oh my god, you can't like F one hundred and fifty, which is not that's the one. It's like. $60,000.
0: Yeah, they're they're scarce one. They have them parked all over. They have them at the Ford factory. They're parked everywhere because they can't get the chips for them. There's a chip shortage right now, a microchip shortage in the world for computers and everything. So cars are being hit hard by that. So they're still manufacturing the trucks and just letting them sit there waiting for the chips to come in. And apparently if you want a Ford F-150 right now, you're going to pay for it and they're not going to negotiate.
2: Oh my gosh. It was crazy. I, we would, I take my car to the dealership, my truck to the dealership to get some work done on it. I'm walking around, you know, while it's in the shop. And of course, like here comes 22 year old, you know, Brandon, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) You're looking at the trucks. And I'm like, my truck is currently like just getting a tune up. I'm just walking around. He's like, well, we can get you in one of these. If you try to have too many troubles. I'm like, Brandon, this truck that is comparable to the one I'm currently driving. Because you have a t- one ton, right? Is, I have a one ton. Yeah, I have yeah. a dually. Yeah. Uh, oh, those are eighty thousand. <laughs> Ninety thousand. Oh my like, god, Brandon! I can get a house for the price of this truck. And guess what? My truck is paid off, so I'm good. Ninety thousand
0: dollars for a three oh, fifty, or th- well, it was a three fifty with a Ford thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I was the like, Dodge what? is thirty five hundred. Oh my yes. god. I bought my Dodge because Chad drove to San Antonio when we lived in Arizona because he found it because it was uh had hail damage. So it was like after a hailstorm in South Texas, everybody go buy trucks there because it was majorly marked down. Um, I, you know what so I got to say
0: about the? I got to say that the people buying those trucks are not podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No. Uh, Danielle says I wasn't able to take good selfies with my horse because all the sunshine made it too hard to see my screen.
0: <laughs> that is a problem by the way.
2: <laughs> I was riding a horse yesterday and I rode it out the front of the property, but the sun was behind me and I wanted a picture of the horse's ears and my farm sign in front of it that I got from easy signs online.com. And, um, my shadow was so sunny. My shadow kept blocking one or the other, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so hard." It's so it's nice hard to outfit. be vain. Anyway, yeah, uh, Samantha says we've had beautiful, warm weather for weeks, but now that it's Land Rover Week, we have snow in the forecast. Is that true?
0: Do you remember, we have been to Land Rover, yes, apparently they did have snow on the forecast. Uh, we have been to Land Rover at times when it snowed, and we have been to Land Rover at times when we were dying of heat exhaustion.
2: <laughs> was, we, I, I remember specifically the time that, I think the first time you and I went, it downpoured the entire, entire time. entire time.
0: And then remember the one time, I think we were there together, where they kicked us out for a tornado on... Cross country day because there were yes. tornado warnings. They brought all the horses to the indoor and they kicked us out. And there's like 50,000 people leaving. And I'm like, if a tornado comes now, there's a bunch of people in trouble because you are couldn't all get out. Toast. <laughs> yeah. we are all I toast. remember them, the siren went off, the announcements going, and we're all going, What the hell? <laughs> You're used <sighs> to that now. Do you hear the sirens from where you are?
2: So it's so funny. It took me a minute to get used to it. But every Saturday at noon, they test the sirens and it like, I would like hit the dirt when it
0: happened. Like, <laughs> whoop, whoop.
2: like, oh my god, what's <laughs> happening? Every Saturday, I hear it, and it just still scares me.
0: I, we, um, when we lived in Lexington, they had an alert like that, but they also came, and we were too far away to hear the announcement. They also there was a person talking, there was oh. this recorded messages about what you're supposed to do, and we could never hear the recorded message. But boy, it was disconcerting when you hear recorded messages that are going across the countryside. I was like, we're in a war or something. <laughs> something yeah, else.
2: it's like air raid. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, final one. It comes from Angelina. Because I commiserate with you. Um, I finally got my horse sound. And the weather is like looking great for trail rides. But I just found out I'm pregnant. And all I want to do is sleep. <laughs> 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 I feel you. When I got pregnant, I just got a horse off the track. Like directly off the track. And I was like. Oh, no. I'm so tired. I love you, but I'm so tired. Go to be turned out. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, that is the Equestrian First World Problems for today. And uh, thank you all for submitting them.
0: We'll, we'll do it again next Sunday. All right. Let's go next to our big special guest of the day. Max Cochran is joining us. She's president of the United States Eventing Association. And we're going to chat a little bit about Land Rover this weekend.
2: Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you guys so much for having me. I love being on this group. I love this
1: crew. (laughs) We
2: love having you on. And I mean, is there anything better than talking? Well, yes, there is something better than talking about horses on the show. And it's being in person at the Land Rover talking about it. But you're on your way there. So you're the lucky one who gets to go. I am.
1: I know. I didn't feel so lucky at four o'clock this morning when my alarm went off to wake me up to to start the drive. But yes, I am very lucky.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So now I've got the list of people. Talk to us a little bit about the entries. It seems like there's a lot of people that are are entering this, even after the COVID climate that we have had over the past year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing, uh, uh, the Olympic years always see a much larger entry list um, just because I think a lot of people are quite hopeful and, and um, try, are you know, trying to, trying to uh, impress people and stuff. So I think sometimes we always see a few extra people on that. And then um, I think the other thing is that a lot of people had their horses had a very easy fall um, or fall and last spring. And so the horses are sound and they're, and they're ready to go. Um, And there's, you know, the, what do they call it, the of demand we didn't get to do this last year so now everybody wants to be here this year
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and how prepared are people for this
1: well you know we were really lucky the eventing um or the question usdf never really slowed down very much um because we are pretty good we we did take 10 weeks off of COVID last year and we've lost some competitions along the way um, you know, cancellations here and there, but for the most part, I think our, our spring season has been really very healthy. Um, and we have, we have missed very few competitions. And so everybody has been out and about, um, getting ready. So, which has been fantastic.
2: That's awesome. I, I was noticing the horses that are coming and obviously, you know, you've got your huge variety of breeds that compete at this five-star level. And we've got lots of warm bloods. I mean, from like Oldenburgs to Zwiebruckers, you know, and all the all everything in between. But I noticed that I'm, I love thoroughbreds forever and always. And I noticed (laughs) that Bruce Davidson, Jr. Buck is riding Jack, my style. Okay. And Jack, my style has done, I think three rides through the advanced level. And is doing his first five-star. And I was like, Jack, my style. Who's he by? Sire, unknown. Damn, unknown. (laughs) Breeder, unknown. I was like, yes! (laughs) What is
0: the story of this
1: horse? Do you know? I I do know that he's a thoroughbred. But I think, unfortunately, what people do is they know it's a thoroughbred. He probably does have a tattoo on his lip. But people forget to sort of look in to see when they register it. They don't always look to see it. It must not be someone very famous. Um, I, I believe that this horse was ridden by, if I have my horses correct, this one was used to be ridden by Justine Dutton and was brought up through the levels by her. Um, and then when Justine stopped eventing, Buck sort of started taking the ride on from it. Um, so it is, he's, he's a great horse. He's super, super thoroughbred. And um, Buck really likes him and it's he's fast and he's, he's excellent. Yeah. He's really good. And I think he did, he went to Burley on this horse and I'm, and he was quite good, um, and I think he sort of got um, tackled by the, the the white gates that were sort of two-thirds of the way around the course, but he was having a really good roundup until then. So he's, uh, he's a seasoned horse, so he should, should have a good weekend.
2: That's awesome. I just love – that's what I think my favorite thing about eventing is it just doesn't matter as long as it can get the job done. And Exactly. I, yeah. I, I, I talked about the first time I ever did a horse trial. I came from the the world of Hunters Max, Hunters Forever and Always. And then I was 19 and I did my first event at the Kentucky Horse Park, beginner novice. Oh, wow. Actually, I think it was novice then. I did novice and I got beat. And this is the world of like I had a chestnut thoroughbred which wasn't super fashionable in the hunters and yeah. I got beat by a Norwegian
1: fjord. And I was like, I <laughs> love oh, this sport. No <laughs> this is great. That is so great! Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's no, great. they just yeah. have to have heart, right? They've got to be, they've got to have heart, and they've got to be, yeah, you know, they got to be brave. Yeah, yeah. Am so I it's, cool. a, it's a cool sport.
0: And Max, am I seeing more riders with multiple horses this year? Because well, is that an Olympic too, thing? So we,
1: the addition, well, that and the and the addition of the four short, um to the to the Kentucky weekend, um, so people are bringing more than one horse. So a lot of some people have. Um, I'm grooming for Joe Meyer this weekend and he's got a horse in the five long and one horse in the four short. So I think there, there is that. And then we do always, people do have multiples, but again, I think um, having last spring off a lot of the horses, I think just stayed sounder and stayed well. And um, I think it's, in some ways it was actually very good for a lot of our horses. So um, the attrition rate is, is really gone down, which is awesome. So we'll be looking to see a lot of good horses. And then, Again, horses that maybe weren't going to go last year because they were too young, now they're qualified and now they're coming this year. Like um, Boyd's got, I think two of Boyd's horses are are new to the level um, that wouldn't have come last year because they wouldn't have been qualified. So they, you know, we, there's a bit of a gap year, isn't there? So um, we will, we'll see them this year.
2: Love, I love you mentioned Joe, and I was noticing Johnny Royale as his horse. And I was looking yeah. a little bit because he's a thoroughbred. And um you it's guys, are you ready for the career? Glenn, are you sitting down? Are you ready for the career of Johnny Royale as a racehorse? He raced in New Zealand. He had eight starts, and he won a, Whopping hundred and seventy-five dollars.
1: <laughs> it's his third trip to to Kentucky, so Exactly. Yeah, I was like that is why he's now an event horse. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And as an event horse, he's won a hundred dollars. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, probably.
1: And, uh, and a couple ninety-eight cent ribbons. <laughs> yeah.
2: God, we work hard for ribbons. Okay, so yeah. I I love Tammy Smith's horse My bum. Like I've just loved him uh, ever yeah. since I was out on the West uh, Coast, and that horse is spectacular. Who else are are we going to watch this weekend? Who are some of the uh, the man? The people
1: there that are, are so many good ones to watch. I think you're going to see. Um, that's, I think that's one of the coolest things about this weekend. There's not really any sort of front runner. I mean, obviously Ollie Townend going to be quite good with his two. And you know, the one that has just already dominated here before, I think Tim and Janelle price did not come over to come in second. Um, so they'll be, they'll be ready to go and they've had light competing, but I, I would think that they would will have had their horses really well prepared. Um, I think for the, for his, of people that are stateside, I think you know Tammy's going to be quite good. Liz Halliday, she is so damn competitive; she is going to get everything. She's got to be to be on top. Um, even you know Philip Dutton's going to be good. Boyd Boyd Martin's going to be good. Lauren Kiefer Nicholson, sorry, wherever she is now, Lauren Nicholson's going to be good. Um, oh God, I mean, there's just there's so many people. Uh, Jenny Brannigan, she's had a really good spring season. She could be very good. Um, missing people, I know, but it there is a lot um, that top ten is going to be super competitive I think it, 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 you're, it's going to be whoever makes the least amount of mistakes at the end of the weekend I I, no.
0: Just, no, I'm I just noticed Emma Klugman on here, she's been a regular guest in ours because she works yeah. over there at the yeah. uh, Jumper Nation and she comes on and gives us uh, yeah. updates on that, but she's a rookie this time, her first time
1: She is, and I think she is riding a thoroughbred
0: That is oh, tricaner
1: okay, she yep. does have another. She's got another horse that is a third. Bendigo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and he's older. She was, I think, hoping to come last year when the horse was seventeen. I think he's eighteen this he, year. He's an older dude. You're right. He's but, born um, in two thousand
0: two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So he's, um, um. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be. She'll be. She'll be great. She'll be fantastic. She's a good horseman and good, good jockey. She'll, she'll have him fit and ready to go. Apparently,
0: oh, it says here, oldest horse and the youngest rider for, uh, for oh, this no for oh, this show cool. yeah
2: that's a good combination yeah. i gotta ask you said you're grooming for joe
1: being that you're yes. the president
0: yeah, i was thinking that does
1: it give him any sort of advantage <laughs> nothing <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all well because he's also rides for new zealand so it doesn't be, it doesn't give him any advantage at all <laughs> <laughs> oh gotcha how do you have time
0: out. do you have not responsibilities i thought you wouldn't have time to groom at this
1: I don't really have responsibilities because this is FBI and, Mm. and, um, and you know, my responsibility would be to sort of, um, sit in the the VIP tents and say hello to people would be sort of my responsibility. So
0: so um, (laughs) American
1: eventing championships for sure is a lot busier, which will be at the Kentucky horse park this year. Um, because of all the, you know, that's our, that's our competition. So that'll be busier, but this, Normally, they, you know, part of your perks of being the president is that you get a VIP ticket for, I, don't, I can't remember, some, some amount of years, um, and, which is kind of, which is very nice. Um, and someday I'll use them, <laughs> but I haven't yet. <laughs> um, but I will, I, one day when I get, so there's going to be a day when I'm too old to groom, so I will be there uh, watching and, and having a Bloody Mary at 10 a.m. instead of, you know, worrying about getting my braids in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: That's someday
1: funny.
2: someday when you're 95 <laughs> Exactly.
1: Yeah. do you know where people can watch it i i'm pretty sure that the usdf network is going to be covering it um on on their live stream um and, and I it'll think be free right they... to, i i i would hope so but if it's not You could do like a a non-competing membership for thirty-five dollars, which gets you access to all of the USDF stuff throughout the year, like anything that the USDF broadcasts. Um, So it's actually not a bad deal in the end. Um, But but my advice would be to check it out before before you want to start watching, so you're not you've got your all your ducks in a row. So when you because it's going to be a lot of a lot of watching. There's Gonna be some long days and dressage and a lot of cross country on Saturday and a lot of jumping on Sunday. So if that's what you want to watch, then make sure you get it all organized okay. before I, um, before you okay. get going.
2: I got it right here. It says you can within North America, it's free to US equestrian members and there's a free fan membership with a promo code. Outside of North America, you need the horse and country subscription.
0: So with okay, the promo code they can get they can watch it free here.
2: I believe yeah. so. That's what it says here now. I okay. didn't, like, sign up for it I would it think that would be the case. Yeah. There were so
0: many pissed off people about not having spectators, they're going to have uh, to give I, it for free. I know. Or... <laughs>
1: it's like, yeah, I know. It's yeah. so tough. And then the USCF has now decided to lift the spectator to 40% starting May 3rd. Yeah, really but you know why. they but... That
0: was smart on their part. There would have been a bloody war yeah. for tickets. It would have been uh, a nightmare. It would have
1: been. Oh, it, <laughs> It would have been a mess. It really would have been messy, and you know. And I hopefully, as we go through the summer and more and more people get vaccinated, and
0: they can that, all go can in the fall to, to Maryland. To
1: exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. To so the Maryland five star, which yeah, I, I that's going to be great. I'm excited for that. I, it's exciting to have another five star i have um, one more on our own soil, one more question cool. for
0: you you've been to a lot of shows where there's no spectators well, in fact most shows there's no spectators so yeah, exactly, exactly, um yeah. so you're used to that but this show you haven't been to with no spectators and you've been going for 20 uh, years plus is it gonna yeah, be i mean how weird really is that gonna strange. be for you
1: it's gonna be very weird it's gonna you know it's funny because i think sometimes all the people Where I think we're going to see it the most is on Saturday because I think the crowds really energize the riders and give them the, you know, that, that extra bit that they need to, to get their adrenaline going. Um, you know, galloping down the ropes and having the people cheer and stuff keeps everybody going and they, they try a little harder. And so I, I'll be interesting to see how that impacts everybody on Saturday. Um, it, it will be weird. I know they're doing sort of fan cutouts in the stand so they don't look so empty, but it's, um, it's just going to be, you know, it's, it is what it is, unfortunately. And I think we're just, hopefully this is the only year it's going to be like this because it will definitely be different. It'll definitely be different.
2: It will. Yeah. Well, girl, thank you so much for coming on and sharing some time while you're making the drive. It's just a pleasure to have you on at all times. And I look forward to, uh, maybe we'll catch up with you afterwards and get your take on it.
1: Perfect. Awesome. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks, Max. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Thank you. All right. Be good. Okay. Bye for now.
0: Bye. You know, Max has been good to us uh, here at the Horse Radio Network since the beginning. I, I actually thanked her the other day because she was one of our first guests like 12, 11, 12 years ago. And, she, you know, when we were nobody and she didn't know who we are. But she's just that kind of person. I mean, she just is super nice. She's as nice as she comes across here on the air. Um, and she just is. And she's just a genuine person. And uh, I can't say enough good things about Max. She She's she's a lot of fun, too. And she's yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, that's it for today's show. We'll. Uh, do you have the code? Do, do you have the code of what the free code would be for? It probably it, says it right will, on the website.
2: Yeah, if you go to USEF, um, let's see, what website did I start at? It's, it's USEF Network. Okay. Right on the front, you can click on, it's all the different shows that they have. You can click on Land Rover, Kentucky, and it takes you to kind of like how to watch. And uh, the fan code is L-R-K-3-D-E. 21 (laughs) not that hard uh but that's the promo code for it so i know i'll be sitting in front of the tv i'd even pay for it i mean at this point my gosh so um don't tell anybody though
0: no no we won't mention that
2: (laughs) (laughs) but you can just check it out uscfnetwork.com
0: Keep your Saturdays free, people. And the nice part is you can watch it on your big-ass TV. So, right. you know, that, that's nice at home. You can ride a horse in between in the breaks. So, I'm trying to look at the positive of this. You don't have to spend $12 on a hot sitting dog. i in my barn
2: with it like propped up on the stall while mucking out. So, it's fine. <laughs> got to do what you got to do.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, hang around auditors. I, I don't think we have a lot of time for auditors today, but uh, we'll chat for a minute.
2: Oh, you know what? Chad's here. I could just ask him to string up a large flat screen in the barn yeah why not
0: i mean it's only about 12 miles from the house i'm sure that that won't be a problem I'm not going to show you the gesture he just gave me. I can't describe it. Not clean. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you Bye. tomorrow. Oh, actually, let me t- talk about that quick. So, tomorrow we have a Best of uh, C- uh, Certified Horsemanship Association, because Christy is on the road traveling, and then Jamie will be here on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we have the sales and breeding episode, and you're going to be on that, right? You're a guest.
2: I am a guest on the sales and breeding episode tonight. I was very honored to be asked. I've got to get some, some notes together and uh, yeah i get to be uh be on another show pretty cool
0: this is weird i'm co-hosting that show tonight so with with kayla does all the talking it's fine uh so that'll be on thursday and then friday we are off we'll have a best of up because i'm getting my shots on thursday and also it's my birthday this weekend so i'm taking friday off Whoop, whoop. So I'm, I said to Jamie, "I'll pay you. You take Friday off too." And she didn't argue for some reason. I don't know why.
2: I take paid days off very well.
0: <laughs> yeah, you didn't argue. There was no argument there at all. I noticed <laughs> nothing. I want to. I really want to work for my money. I want to come on and do the show anyway. It was none of that. I no, no. But
2: I respect your decision, Glenn. Uh, I, I, I know.
0: You. I know you do. Hey,
2: <laughs> neuter geld, everybody.
0: we're out. So uh, you have anything you want to chat about with the auditors? Auditors, Uh, I do have a couple business things for auditors. Why don't I go over those quick while you're thinking. Um, So I want to do the next roundtable, which will be not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday night, which I believe is the 20, I don't remember the date of next Wednesday night. Um, I'm looking right now as I'm talking, the 28th. I would love to do an auditor roundtable and get all listeners. The last couple I have had all uh, people who weren't listeners. So I'd love to do an auditor roundtable and talk about the things that you guys, are dealing with. So I need three. I need three auditors, and I'm going to post about this, and I would love for you to sign up. You'll need an internet connection and a camera because it is on video and audio. So I'd love to get three auditors for that. Also, for the cruisers or people thinking of, about going on a cruise, we are having on the 30th, uh, on the 29th, Thursday, the 29th in the evening, we're having our travel agent, Michelle, um, a I Travel, and also a representative from Royal Caribbean coming on, He's going to give a virtual tour of the ship, and then we're going to answer questions that people have about COVID or whatever else you have questions on as far as the cruise is concerned. Uh, So that will be on the evening of the 29th. Uh, Both of those will be played in the auditor room and and all the different places where we normally play this on uh, live, and that'll be live video as well. So uh, those are coming up, and we will put those out uh, also on the feeds the day after in audio, so you won't miss anything if you can't join us live. But uh, I will be posting. If you have any questions about, you can just email me at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. If you have any questions about the cruise, even if you're signed up and you have questions or and you can't make it that night, we'll ask your questions. So please get me your questions. How oh, that was my. All right,
2: I, have, I have one thing for yeah. you, Glenn. I saw in my news aggregators, I search for equine news all the time, and uh, this headline came up, and it's a story about a man. Who's 82 years old. But the the title of the article, and the, see if it hits me the way it hit you, is says, At 82, Farrier Still Teaching the Ancient Art of
0: Shoeing Horses. <laughs> well, it is an ancient art, but it, that makes it sound like it's not being done anymore.
2: Uh, right? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, that seems weird. The ancient art of shoeing horses. I'm like, we do it all the time. It's not
0: like... (laughs) Well, it is ancient. I mean, we've proven that it goes back way, 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 way back. But it it does make it sound like it's been over for a thousand years and now we're bringing it back. (laughs) It does make it sound like that.
2: This guy is still teaching the ancient art of shoeing horses, talking about sweat dripping from his nose as his heavy hands smash into the steel and his hands like anvils. I don't know. It was very, very dramatic. <laughs> How many hot
0: chewers do you think are left anymore?
2: My amazing pair are still hot shoes. Oh, really? Yes. that's
0: what. Oh, you are <laughs> never going to find one like her. <laughs>
3: No,
2: and I told her I was like, I'm sorry, you're leaving. Like, I was like, okay, um, can you find me a female hot shoeing farrier who will come on a whim? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'll find you somebody. I'm yeah, like, yeah, mm, I've got yeah. pretty Why hot- the
0: <laughs> hell is she moving home to Canada? I mean, I love Canada. I like Canada. I like Canadians, but it's a little warmer in Oklahoma.
2: It's Better Family. than, I mean, Canadians are nice, don't get me wrong, but it's a little warmer, especially in my enclosed barn with a torpedo heater <laughs> going up your tail.
0: Okay. <laughs> and then, and you know what? You were going to lose her anyway, because she's probably going to start having kids and then she'd be gone.
2: No, she. I, I. She'd be one of those people that would have the baby seat strapped to the back of oh. the truck, right <laughs> next to the. the forge.
0: Have the kid along. I'd be shooing <laughs> up till she was eight and a half months pregnant. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs>
2: this article from the USnews.com says there may be as many as twenty-eight thousand farriers working full and part-time in the U.S., but it's often a short-term term career because you physically get beat up. And oh, sometimes that's true. People who get into it aren't great at managing their business.
0: Well, that's true, too. Boy, that, that is an accurate article right there. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, when you get to go, I got to give, I don't know her name. I'd give her a plug and I'd give her place a plug, but I don't know her name because Jennifer just started with a new vet. And of course, we've had these issues with Nigel. And this woman has been amazing. I got to tell you, she really has been amazing. She's been texting. She loves texting. Texting is her thing. And personally, I like a vet to text because you can never get them on the phone. So texting works out beautifully. And some vets, old school vets, just won't do it. There's some vets in our area that wouldn't do it. So she texted and she's been checking in with Jennifer every day even over the weekend she checks in and she they'll have conversations for 15 minutes about it uh, you know by text so, uh, mm-hmm. so she found I a text, good one I think
2: my vet and I text funny things back and forth to each other because she came out for a one, one of the horses that came in had some, had some it looked like EPM so I had her coming out and she immediately I didn't even tell her I thought it was EPM and she starts pulling on the tail and all that and I looked at her and I go EPM, huh? She's like, "Mm, probably. And, and I said, well, this ain't my first rodeo. Let's do it. And then later on, she said something about this ain't my first rodeo. So I found this, this meme and I sent it to her. It's just a picture. Actually, I didn't realize I was supposed to know how to do everything by my second rodeo. That seems like a very low amount of rodeos. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
2: <laughs> it's a very low amount of rodeos. <laughs> Not enough rodeos.
0: Yeah, you're still getting bucked off every ride at that point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all That's right, funny. everybody. All right, thanks. I'm everybody. gonna go hit the trails with my little four year old. This will be fun. See ya. Bye. I-